0: Here's a message from today's episode sponsor. Hey, Pharmacy Podcast listeners, this is Bruce Neeland with a shout out to the Independent Pharmacy Cooperative, better known as IPC. Over the years, it's been my pleasure to work with IPC, and they have a number of programs that help pharmacy owners do more and be better. I invite you to check them out at www.ipcrx.com. Thanks. You're listening to the
1: Pharmacy Podcast Network.
0: Vaccinating young children in the pharmacy. We'll talk about that next on Locked On Pharmacy. You are listening to the Locked On Pharmacy podcast, the insider's view into the world of pharmacy. Hello, this is Frank Fortin for the American Pharmacists Association, and welcome to this special Vaccine Competence edition of Locked On Pharmacy. In June, the CDC authorized the administration of COVID-19 vaccines for children under the age of five. Beverly Schaefer from Seattle, Washington, is a community pharmacist who has been vaccinating children for many years. We talked to her about what it's like to vaccinate young children and why pharmacists are more than capable of getting it done, perhaps more than they know. Beverly Schaefer, welcome to the program.
1: Thanks for having me. It's always my favorite topic to talk about with pharmacists.
0: So tell me, how long have you been vaccinating young children? And tell us about your experiences in administering vaccines to uh, young people in this age group.
1: So what you have to understand is that our flu shots started in our pharmacy we were looking for a new patient care activity and we stumbled upon immunizations. We didn't know how it was going to work. And in the state of Washington, you can immunize anyone six months of age and older. And so we, We did everybody and we weren't sure how this was gonna go. In the first year we were hoping to do 300 flu shots and lo and behold, we did 1200 flu shots. People loved coming to the pharmacy. So that's kind of how we launched. And then as different vaccines became available, we branched out into other vaccines. And in 2009 during the H1N1, Epidemic. Uh, We did 7,000 H1N1 shots in five weeks, and more than half of them were kids under five years old. So we have done a lot of kids over the years, and we do travel medicine, and there aren't very many places that do travel medicine for kids. So it's just become a routine part of our practice to do kids' immunizations. And I have to tell you, parents love it. Parents love bringing their kids to the pharmacy because it's Uh, way less traumatic for both of them. And that's the thing that you have to remember when you're immunizing kids is that you really need to take care of the parent too.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So you've been doing this for quite some time. How is it similar to vaccinating older patients and how is it different?
1: Well, older patients are usually more willing to come to the pharmacy. Uh, Kids often have quite an opinion about whether they want to go for a shot or not. So sometimes parents don't even tell them until they get there. And (laughs) often uh, in pharmacies, Uh, they can negotiate a reward for after the immunization and so we have you know little toys little games ice cream that kind of thing that they can negotiate for a reward afterwards so Uh, it's different in that you have more reluctance on the part of the person getting the immunization. And that's just part of immunizing kids. You need to be the adult. Sometimes the parents can't figure out how to do that. So you help the parents do that too. And, you know, just figure out that we're going to get this done. And as quick as we can do it, the better off everybody will be. So we tend to try to do it pretty quick once upon arrival.
0: So you mentioned something about um, your interactions with the parents as well as with the children. Pediatricians say the same thing, by the way. Oh, that's Um, good. (laughs) Yeah, My patient is as much you as it is your child. But what are your conversations with parents and how do you encourage them and talk to them about this so they're more comfortable about it? Because sometimes their anxiety feeds into the children's anxiety.
1: Well, often when they come, uh, again, you can sort of assess the anxiety level between both the child and the parent and some of them do take more reassuring than others and I always tell the parent to sit in the chair first because I want the parent to hold the child and sometimes I think that their two-year-old or three-year-old is going to climb up in the chair and you're going to do the immunization no 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 no. parent have a seat you know let's get this going hold your child on your lap and and just in that confident way that I'm telling them how to behave a lot of times they have more confidence than too. and and I always tell them, you know, this is going to be really quick. Let's just get it over and done with and you'll be out of here. And so to assure them in that sort of tone of voice and take charge manner sometimes settles down both the parent and the child.
0: You know, there's a saying that we've heard a lot that kids are not small adults. They're children. Um, And so what vaccination skills translate directly to very small children and what new things would, would a pharmacist doing this have to learn?
1: So the only new thing that a pharmacist might have to learn would be how to do an immunization in a, in a leg instead of an arm. But pharmacists have all the skills that it takes to immunize little kids. They don't need any additional training. They don't need any additional anything they might need to do it a couple of times before they have confidence. But pharmacists have all the skills they need to immunize kids. And it's the confidence maybe that they don't have. But again, parents are so grateful to have it done in the pharmacy. And that's the reward for the pharmacist is knowing that you've done uh, your job as a pharmacist and a healthcare provider to keep your neighborhood safe and healthy.
0: As you know, vaccine uptake among children age 5 to 11 is less than what the CDC perhaps had hoped for. As of the day we're recording this, only 30% were fully vaccinated and fewer than 3% were boosted. What do you think uh, pharmacists can do to improve those numbers?
1: I think they can talk about it. I think that Uh, parents have a variety of reluctances, but I think that they can talk about it. And particularly if there's travel in your future, not travel overseas, but travel to see grandma and grandpa, traveling out of state, traveling on an airplane. If travel is in your future, I think that that would be a perfect occasion to say, oh, is everybody all up to date on your immunizations? We want to keep you safe while you're traveling. And, you know, the thought of dealing uh, with a sick child, a sick child with COVID while you're on the road or something like that. But travel is a perfect Uh, time to talk about uh, adding COVID immunization to your preparations. And, you know, that's one of the things that I talk about all summer, like, oh, any travel in your future? And almost everybody's going camping, they're going somewhere. So it's a perfect opportunity to make that little entree into the topic of immunization.
0: Absolutely, we're traveling, and I got my second booster because of because of our upcoming travel. Absolutely. Good for you, good for yeah. you. <laughs> um, what? Let's talk about some of the specific questions and concerns you're getting from parents. Um, can you talk about some of those and how do you address them? Those specific concerns.
1: So the the concerns are probably not really addressed to me as much as it is uh timing you know well we we just can't decide whether to do this we you know so it's not so much that they are or aren't going to do it as when they should do it and i encourage them to do it sooner rather than later and so they can get both both shots booster shots and it's something that um i think we haven't had a lot of good data to back us up as far as the efficacy of the vaccine. Now that we've got the variants going, mm. I think that there's some concern about that, waiting to see if there's going to be a new vaccine. But I, I think there's concern about the fact that this vaccine may not have a very high efficacy. So those are the concerns that I'm seeing is timing and, you know, does it work? So Not do- so much concern about... The safety of the vaccine, it's not that, but whether or not this is going to give them much bang for their buck.
0: So what do you tell parents about when they, um, I've heard other pharmacists say the same thing, that the biggest question they're having is timing, is the timing issue. Do I wait? Do I get it now? What do you say to them?
1: I say get it sooner rather than later. I feel like if there's going to be any issues of side effects, which that's pretty rare in kids, but that way they would have time to deal with it and they would be dealing with it at home. So I just encourage them to get it sooner rather than later. Or I say, why would you wait? (laughs) Just do it.
0: Recently, APHA did a survey of pharmacists, a broad survey of pharmacists, and a sizable percentage, not a majority, but a sizable percentage of pharmacists said they were willing, in, in fact, willing to vaccinate children, but they did have concerns about whether they needed more training. What do you say to them?
1: They don't need more more training. They can spot a good deltoid muscle or a good thigh muscle a mile away, and that's all it takes. That and and the needle. They don't actually need any more training at all. Sometimes people say, well, uh, you know, I've never done it in the leg. I've never done it on small children. It's the same as any other injection. You pick the biggest muscle and do it quickly. You know, get the area prepared quickly, inject quickly, and it's done. So they really have all the training they need. What they don't have is the confidence that they need. But I can tell you, after doing two or three kids, they'll be fine.
0: Just two or three?
1: Yeah, truly.
0: Beverly, in some states, uh, pharmacists' authority to vaccinate children under three is, is somewhat limited. In states where that's the case, what can pharmacists do to increase the number of vaccinations among young people under five, even if they don't vaccinate the little ones themselves?
1: They talk about it. They can have signage. You can put a phone message on your answering machine, on your uh, voicemail, and and just say we're currently doing pediatric vaccines, and you know, just talking about it, opening up the subject, having signage. It's easy to get this conversation started because most people have an opinion about it one way or the other. And then then if they have concerns, you can address those concerns. Very the very other good. way is moms are a great pipeline. Oh my gosh moms belong to mom groups mom belong to play groups moms belong to school groups moms have a great pipeline so engage a couple of moms that are you know pretty pro-vaccine and ask them to spread the word along their grapevines and it's surprising what a network moms have
0: (laughs) that's fascinating do you do any other outreach to families in your community
1: We don't do any other outreach directly from the pharmacy other than we have a a greeting, a verbal greeting if you call. We let pediatrician offices know that we have the vaccine. Either they have issues with scheduling or parents that have come to the pharmacy before love coming to the pharmacy versus the doctor's office. So we have that advantage over the offices is that most parents and kids prefer the pharmacy. You know, the the doctor's office doesn't have a toy aisle or a candy aisle that they can negotiate over. So
0: (laughs) any other pearls of wisdom that you'd like to share with our listeners about this kind of vaccination program?
1: So it's one of those things to just talk about. And it's a little bit slow on the uptake, sometimes with pediatricians and pediatrician offices not making recommendations to the pharmacy. But when we get to flu season and that kind of thing, they are so happy to have pharmacists help with that uh, crush of people that all want their vaccine right before school or right at the very beginning. So just be talking about your ability to immunize kids. And it's a surprisingly fertile area for growth for most pharmacies and just do what pharmacists do best and that's be good stewards of public health and this is the perfect way to encourage additional public health and one of the things that we're doing while we're doing covid shots this summer is telling people come back and get your flu shots here in the fall you know we'll still have our sucker bin ready we'll have our stickers ready so just reminding them that there's further opportunity to come back to your pharmacy.
0: That's great, and I think that's a great place to end our conversation. Beverly Schaefer, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: And that's it for this edition of Locked On Pharmacy. For more resources on the COVID vaccines and for tips on promoting vaccine confidence, visit the APHA website at pharmacist.com. This is Frank Fortin for the American Pharmacists Association. Thank you for joining us. This podcast has been brought to you by the American Pharmacists Association, the largest professional association of pharmacists in the United States.